1: Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the third and final part of the launch series on the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. Now, I'm super excited for this week because we are gonna be diving deep into some of the tweaks that we made in order to double the size of our launch. Now, if you go back to episode number 41, which we'll put inside the show notes, you'll see where I broke down the numbers. But essentially, our previous launch of the five-figure challenge did about 67,000 in sales, and this next one did about 130. So we just about doubled. It might be like 1.99 times as much, but it's pretty dang close. And so I wanted to take this final episode to kind of just give you some not rapid fire, but rapid delivery of some of the stuff that we did to like really elevate our launch to the next level and essentially make it possible to have the results that we wanted to have. Now, before I dive in, if you're listening to this at the time that we are releasing this recording, my good friend and mentor, James Wedmore, is currently launching his program, Business by Design, and you can check it out right now at heartsoulhustle.com forward slash bonus. Now, that's actually a page with all of these bonuses and links to James's program, all about how to really create a business and a life by design. And one of the reasons that I'm actually keeping this episode relatively short, right around the 20 to 25 minute mark, is because when I finish recording, I'm getting on a plane and heading to Orlando for about 10 days. And I'm treating myself to a little vacation, some masterminding with some peers, and it's gonna be a really good time. And I've only been able to do that because I created a business by design using a lot of the principles that James teaches. I've worked with him over the past year and I've already invested to work with him next year. And here's the thing. When I heard about Business by Design and the fact that James was going to relaunch it, I begged him to let me be an affiliate because I knew that if he was going to be launching something that was going to teach a lot of the principles I've used to triple my business this year, more than triple my business this year, and at a fraction of the price There was no way I couldn't share it. So if you're thinking like, dude, how are you working with James? What are you doing with James? What have you done over the past year? A lot of the stuff is in business by design. You can go to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash bonus and check it out. So let's get into today's episode how did we double our launch? That's the real question on the table. And I have like four things that I think were really, really the movers and the shakers that allowed us to get a lot more results from our business and from our launch. And the first thing that we did was we created specific launch experiences. Now, what that means is, When people originally signed up for our launch, we did something where in the first email we sent out, we asked people, hey, why did you sign up? Now, I've studied my audience. You guys have heard me talk in several episodes about surveys and listening to my audience and paying attention to exactly what it is that they want. And we've applied that exact same principle to this launch. So as soon as people joined our launch, we gave them a four-question survey. And it said, you know, I don't have a list. I'm not selling my products. I want to sell more of my products or I just want to take my business to the next level. Now you might be saying, so there were four different launches happening at the same time. Well, not exactly. What's really great about this is we actually didn't make the entire launch customized, just certain pieces. So people who said they didn't have a list when they initially joined our launch, they got a different case study than people who said my products aren't selling. They got a different bonus on the last day. So we created content within the launch that spoke specifically to different types of people. Now, why this is so valuable and what that really did for our launch was it made people feel like we were listening because we were. We were creating an experience that's more specific to them. And I think that this is going to be something that's really big in launching coming up and especially scaling up launches. And I learned about this from James Wetmore. He kind of suggested that we do this. And so the really three specific places that we did this are, number one, in our webinar replay email, we told people what part of the webinar to pay attention based on what level their business was at. So we sent out a replay for the webinar in our launch and we basically said, hey, Because you told me you don't have a list, I'm going to suggest you pay really close attention right around the 30-minute mark where I talk about how to get people into your challenge, right? The second place that we did this was our bonuses. So the last day or the day before the last day of our launch, we like to add in bonuses. It's a nice way to boost sales. It's a really great way to overcome objections. But we made sure that the bonuses we made spoke specifically to these types of people, So for example, the people who told me I'm just not selling enough of my offer, it feels like no matter what I do, no one will buy. We had a bonus called the Offer Optimizer. So those who said my offer is not converting, my offer is not working, we put them inside a series that said, here's your bonus, the Offer Optimizer, seven steps to make sure your offer sells because we know their biggest pain point that they told us was that their offer is not selling. And so why not create a bonus that overcomes that? The final place I already talked about a little bit was the case study, but we made sure that the case study was directly related to why they signed up for the launch. Now think about this, and this is pretty factual across the board. If you're just starting your business and you might not even have anything to sell yet, and I give you a $100,000 case study, that's daunting. It's not relatable, right? But if you're just getting started and I share with you a case study of somebody who has been thinking about doing a course for a year, does their first ever launch, makes a couple thousand bucks. That's way more relatable to where you are. So based on the questions we had, we had three Different case studies that we used. One was a person who had just launched their first course. One was a person who had a middle level of success. They had an $8,000 launch. And then one was a person who had an existing business, did really well, and they did a $10,000 launch. So we made sure that throughout the launch, everyone was getting a customized experience, but it didn't take a ton of work on our end. And it's not to say that it didn't take work. It just means it was really simple to do. And it really, really helped us change the game during our launch. So number one, we decided to create this customized launching experience using surveys and segmenting in our list. The second thing that we did to really elevate the game was we expanded our Facebook ad budget from a statistical perspective. So I went back and forth about how specifically to share this one, because if I said like, how did we take it to the next level? Oh, well, we ran more Facebook ads. You'd be kind of like, well, no duh, you ran more Facebook ads, Zach. But I wanna talk specifically about how I was able to, we budgeted about $25,000 on ads, and we didn't quite hit that. We spent about 23 and some change, but there was a really interesting comment in a group that I'm in right now, where I kind of shared that I had just done a launch with that kind of ad spend, and somebody said, how do you wrap your head around spending that kind of money on a launch, especially if you're just getting started? And so here's how you do it. Number one, we have to remember that you're not gonna spend $25,000 on your first launch. In fact, on my first launch, I think I spent about $100 on ads, way less. And I've done launches where I spent no dollars on ads. So first things first, you have to meet yourself where you are. I love to share the numbers and be behind the scenes with you guys because I think it creates a really special experience on the show. But don't be daunted by that number, okay? So number one, let's start there. Now, number two, how did we actually spend that $25,000? Well, we created an entire ad marketing plan and this is really the first time that we've done it to this extent we did it a little bit with my last ads person but this one was way more extensive So what we did was we actually had a live launch from the last time we did this, right? We previously launched this. So we were at an advantage. So if you're trying to figure out how do I spend more money on ads, well, you launch it live once. Because once we launched it live, we had all of this data that we could pull from, right? At any given time, I could go check, oh, what does it cost to get a lead the last time around? What was my average earning per lead? What was my average conversion rate? And so all I had to do was plug in the numbers from the last launch and say, how much more do we need, right? So what we did was we actually said, okay, we're expecting to make $35 a lead. And we came in pretty close to that. And if you want to get more breakdown on CPL, EPL, and all these fun numbers, you definitely want to re-listen to episode number 41. But because we knew how much we were expecting to earn per lead, $35, we were willing to spend up to $17 per lead. So when the going got tough, we just pushed, right? Because we talked about in the last episode how I accidentally launched during the election and our ad costs were a lot higher than they should have been. However, it didn't really matter it didn't matter that our ad costs were higher because we had really created an entire spreadsheet and an ad marketing plan. So I knew how much money was gonna be spent on what days, I knew what we were allocating that money to, and I knew how I expected that money to create a return in my business. So the real takeaway from up-leveling the launch is it's not just about spending more money. It's about being systematic as you scale up. And the other thing that we did, we've done this before, but I just kind of want to throw this out there. We've talked about it a little bit. We brought in an ads person. So I did bring somebody in to help run my ads. Now, there's kind of different schools of thoughts, but what I did was I hired somebody who's really experienced with ads. And the reason I did that was because I didn't want to have to manage or train someone too much, but it allowed me to have a very high-level conversation about my strategy. So one of the things I love about the ads person I worked with was, we could say like, well, what's our EPL, CPL? How's this look? What do you think about this idea and this strategy? And we were able to strategize in a very dynamic way. This is one of the first times where I had a lot of strategizing going on with outside parties. I let other people's brains help improve the launch. So number two, for ways that we improved the launch, we didn't just scale up our ad spend. We changed the way we were spending money on ads and we got really, really systematic. And it turned out to be incredibly successful. Now, the third thing that we did to kind of take this launch to the next level was we brought in affiliates. Now, for those of you that don't know, a real quick explanation of what an affiliate is, is you essentially pay somebody to promote your product every time it sells, right? So it's kind of like every time you sell someone my program, I give you X percent of the sale, right? Pretty cool. Pretty simple. Really, really effective, what we did was we allowed eight people from my audience to be affiliates. So we reached out to the people that were already in the program and we asked them, hey, for those of you that really love the program and really got amazing results, would you like to be an affiliate? That was a total game changer because the affiliates did a decent amount of sales. We had, I want to say just over eighteen, twenty thousand dollars dollars in sales that were a direct result of our affiliates' actions. That's pretty dang good. But what we did that's kind of different from what you might be familiar with is we didn't do that big like affiliate style launch, right? So as you're listening to this, I'm actually doing an affiliate launch with James where we're sending out multiple emails and running lots of ads. We didn't ask our affiliates to do that. What we did was we recruited students we know had used the program and liked it. Why? Number one, I didn't have to go find affiliates, right? One of the big things I hear from people is like, I want to find big affiliates to support me and share my message. But your biggest cheerleaders are the ones that already got results. So we reached out to our existing audience and said, hey, for those of you in the program that loved it, sign up to be an affiliate. Now, the second thing we did was we created affiliate content, or more I should say, I created a ton of affiliate content. We created ad images for them, social media images for them emails for them. We've worked with affiliates before with some of my other products, never within a launch before. But something that I remember is when I'm an affiliate for other people, we don't do it too often. We've done one summit. James Wedmore is the first time we've ever done a major affiliate launch because I freaking love his program. But we did something that I remember from being an affiliate of a summit that I did, and that is make it easy for people to promote you. So something that I see people do a lot in our space, and I'm not dogging on it because I've done it before too, is they say, oh, I'm an affiliate now because I use Teachable or Kajabi or whatever, and I threw a 50% commission on it and I gave my friend the link, right? But that doesn't make it easy for them. Our affiliates that wanted to go all in and really get massive results We made it easy for them. We said, here's what days I'd suggest sending out emails. Here's my entire promotional calendar. Here's what days our webinars are. Here's how I would promote. Here's some strategies depending on how much money you want to make. And then we kind of encouraged them to work with us. So we actually did a leaderboard most days or maybe not most days, but a few days when we did a leaderboard where we said, hey, here's the people who are doing the most leads. And here's the people who are leading for sales. We facilitated kind of a competitive fun spirit within the affiliate group. So we set up a Facebook group. We created a little bit of competition between them. We made it really easy for them. And most importantly, we made it light and fun. So we weren't like, our affiliates need to sell. They have to sell. It has to, has to, has to happen. We didn't take that approach. We just said, hey, if you really love the program, here's how you can promote. Let us know how hard you want to push, and we will make sure that you have the material to do so. We had a ton of people run ads. We had a bunch of people send emails. And when all was said and done, it ended up being really, really profitable for us. So the key takeaway from this third point is that it might be beneficial for you to consider bringing some affiliates in from your existing audience to start. I think that this was a fantastic way for me to get my feet wet with kind of affiliates in a launch, and we may very well be using this exact same strategy when we go into our bigger launches with people who aren't existing students, right, or bigger influencers in the industry. So we're always learning from this, but for those of you that have been thinking like, I think affiliates would take my game to the next level, because that's something very common that I hear and see, think about using your existing students as affiliates, They're already your biggest cheerleaders, so why not tap into that, all right? So just to recap what we covered so far, number one was we created that custom launch atmosphere where people were able to self-select why they were looking to learn more about doing a challenge. And that worked really, really well for us. Number two, we crafted an advertising system. So instead of just saying we're running ads, we were very systematic about how, why, and where we actually ran those ads. I also brought somebody in and allowed somebody else's brain to kind of weigh in on the strategy and use them as a sounding board. And they used me as a sounding board to build out a really successful strategy for our ads. Right, And then number three, we brought in some affiliates from our existing students because we know the people who are going to be the biggest cheerleaders for our offer are going to be people that already bought from us. So we were really strategic. We brought in some cheerleaders, and it worked really, really well for our sales. And that brings us to number four. We stacked launch Elements. Now, this was the first time that I've ever really done something like this, but we stacked two launch elements. So you see like there's video series, webinars, challenges, emails, but you don't too often see people combining two together. Sometimes you see video series with webinars on the back end. But I've not seen a ton of people do a five-day challenge and then do a series of webinars. And so we decided to try and test this this round. And oh my gosh, it worked exceptionally well. Our webinar conversion rates were higher. Our webinar attendance was great. Our engagement on the webinars was great. But stacking worked really, really well for us. So I keep saying that, but what exactly does that mean? So during this launch, we did a five-day challenge. And on Friday, we ended with a free webinar. That webinar actually served two purposes, and this is something that we didn't talk about too publicly because it would have been hard to explain, but it's a lot easier to explain on the back end. That webinar was specifically designed to recap that five-day challenge experience for the people who had gone through it, but it was also designed to convert cold leads into our paid product. So this webinar actually served a dual purpose. We didn't do a five-day challenge and then move those people into a webinar. We did a five-day challenge and we did a webinar and we kind of connected them together like that old school cartoon where all the trucks turn into a big robot. That's what we did. And then we also did two more webinars after that where we were consistently driving additional leads. Now, this worked really, really well for a couple of reasons. Number one, We did run into some issues with the ads, which we talked about in the last episode. And so as the five-day challenge was coming to an end, we were way lower than I wanted to be on leads to confidently feel good about hitting six figures. So I was like, man, we got to get some leads in here. Now, if we hadn't stacked two elements, we could no longer be generating new leads because the five-day challenge was over. But by having these additional webinars, we had additional opportunities to generate new leads. Now, the second reason it worked is because it created more time for people to decide if they wanted in or not. So we kind of know that and over the course of five days, we were able to convert people relatively successfully into that webinar and into our $1,000 product, but some of them want more. Right. They want that five day challenge and then they want to go on the webinar and then they want a couple of days to kind of figure out what works for them. So having that back end launch sequence on the back of a webinar really created this atmosphere for us to say, here was a live experience in a kind of classroom style via a five-day challenge. Here was a live experience via a webinar, what it's like to be with me live. And then here's a sales sequence where you get to see me in your inbox every day. So by stacking these elements, we had this kind of trio of effects happening. Number one, we were stacking those elements to specific people, right? So some people did the challenge and the webinar and the follow-up emails, and then they converted. We were also generating more leads. So we were bringing more people in via the challenge, more people in via the webinar, more people in all across the board. And then the third thing it did was it created the atmosphere for multiple opportunities to buy. So the challenge, the webinar, the follow-up, there were all of these opportunities for them to buy and have that content be digested in a different way. So by stacking those offers together, we created a really dynamic launch that, It was a little more technically complex, which is why we didn't do it in our last launch but it worked really, really well. Now, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, listen to the last episode, episode number 42, where we kind of go into some of these mistakes because some of these mistakes are a direct result of these things that we just talked about in this episode, right? So we had some tech issues inside of our automation. That was purely because we decided to tack on a webinar. We had some major issues with our affiliate tracking software, but it ended up totally working out fine. But You know, as you start to stack these things to be more complex, I want to introduce you to this concept that the more you have moving, the more can go wrong. That concept of the more moving parts we have, the less needs to break in order for the whole system to stop working. So even though these four tweaks made a massive change to our launch, I wouldn't recommend doing them if this is your first, your second, or maybe even your third launch. But I do want to be transparent and tell you, maybe you could pull one of these in, right? So maybe this next launch, you don't do affiliates and add more people in and spend $20,000 on ads. But maybe you do a five-day challenge and then you add a webinar on the back end, right? Maybe that's your first step. So the big takeaway from this is that every time we launch and we do a big launch like this, where we're looking to do you know, six figures in sales, we tweak, adjust, and try new things while keeping what already worked. So if you think back to our last launch, we didn't talk about it too much in the past couple episodes, but our last launch was just webinars. We used a very similar webinar, actually the same webinar with some changes based on what we saw from the launch last time, but we knew that webinar would convert. So we just kept the webinar we know works, and then we added on to it with a five-day challenge. Last time, we didn't have affiliates, but I did have one or two friends that were sharing the link. Right, So I had a couple of really close friends that were like, I think I have a couple of people that would be good at this. Can you give me an affiliate link? And I said, sure. So we did offline affiliates, and then we up-leveled that. The last time we ran it, I think we budgeted like 10000 on ads. This time we doubled our ads budget. The last time we did it, we had one launch sequence. This time we had those three customizations. So the big thing that you can do if you want to take your launch to the next level is start where you are and build onto it, Right? I've been running Heart, Soul, and Hustle for almost two years now, and that's how long it's really taken to get some of this robust and kind of complex systems in place, and that's totally okay. So I promised I wouldn't keep this too crazy long as I'm recording it to give you guys a little insight. My Uber is supposed to be here in like two or three, <laughs> three minutes. So we'll wrap it up here. I want to let you know that if there's anything that you want to get more in-depth on or any links that I mentioned here that you didn't quite catch, you can go to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash four three. Again, it's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash four three. And you can grab the show notes for this episode where we'll recap the launch tweaks. We referenced some of the other episodes. We'll put it all up there for you. But my hope from this episode is this, that you feel inspired to take it to the next level. Even if it's something as simple as spending $100 more in ads the next time, or as complex as bringing on a launch team. Every time you launch, it's an opportunity to up-level. We got to up-level by doubling our launch, and now I want to see you up-level and take your launch game to the next level. Until next week, have an amazing time. I will be off in Disney World on a mini vacation. So I hope you got a ton out of this episode and we'll see you when the next one comes out with new, fresh Hustler content. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.